We're back at Delavan CRC, two weeks in a row. Well, I missed a week in between, uh, but we had Pastor Tim on. Well, Pastor Tim's second or third time. Um, but now I'm blabbering. This is Lisa Seitz, who's a friend of mine. <laughs> Lisa, since you're a first-time guest, can you can you share uh, about how you ended up in Classes Wisconsin at Delavan CRC, and then we'll go from there? Okay. Um, I'm a school teacher. I met my husband when I was living in Milwaukee and teaching in Milwaukee. And him and I got married, and then um, pretty much I was teaching, had two children with him, and by the second child, my husband got a big job transfer. I was teaching inner city Milwaukee, and I loved it. But then um, we were moved, and we decided to move into Delavan, not because we wanted to live in Delavan. We moved to Delavan because it was the closest we could live as long as we stayed closer to Brookfield, where I grew up and my family was, because I had two children. But the Lord actually picked Delavan because Delavan has been nothing but something that I would have never imagined. Mm. Imagine I, I was a public school teacher. I was going to teach in Milwaukee for the rest of my life. I loved it. I had my graduate degree. Milwaukee was going to move me up. But when I had Sam, my second, my second child, I really honestly could not do both things. I was very hard to be a teacher and to be a mom, especially mm. where I was teaching. So when the Lord actually gave my husband a job promotion and made us move, that was the only way mm. I would have left my job because I was struggling with staying home and not mm. like I went to school forever. I should be a teacher. We moved to Delavan. I was not teaching. And my husband's like, Lisa, you're staying home. I'm like going, okay. So he moved me to Delavan and I'm like, what are we doing here? It was a beautiful home. Um, but my problem was it was like such a small town. And I remember putting Tony and Sam in a cute little nursery. And I met the Matsmas, who actually went to Delvin Christian Reformed Church here in Delavan. And we had been looking for a church. My husband was raised Catholic. I was raised Lutheran. But we were really at this mindset. We're like, wait, Chris, we want something more. Mm. And it's like, this was the moment where we were like, this is not something you could do. We tried the Catholic church. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. And he was more of a cultural Catholic, he will say. Mm. He grew up Catholic because that's what his mom and dad decided for them. But when we were in Delavan, I met um, Jill Matzma, and I'll always say her name. She's And she's a big CRC person. And I asked her where she was going to church. And she says, Lisa, come check out our church. So I checked out the church. I met the Dykstras, Bain Dykstra and Sue Dykstra. Who we know in Oostburg. I know. I mean, and this is when my they life started Oostburg getting connected. For a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is when I got connected to the Oostburg and Sheboygan connection. Mm-hmm. And um, started attending that church really Liked it a lot. Pastor Rhoda was there and, sure, and yeah. Dan Rhoda was so good to Chris and I and came and visit with us and understood where we were coming from because mm. we were not CRC. But we really honestly wanted something more. And we felt like this was important that we really, truly, really examined our own faith. Yeah. It was always from that moment on, it just kind of just spiraled to the point where I was now teaching at the Christian school because Sam was entering preschool. And Wayne's like, Lisa, you want to teach? And I'm like, I will, but I only want to do this. I only want second grade and I want to do it in the mornings. He goes, great. Deal. So yeah. the Lord has constantly like gave me everything yeah. I've wanted. He's been so good to me and so good to my husband because we became very involved in the church, mm-hmm. but to the point where we just really, our whole marriage even changed. And we were raising our children and my mother and my father noticed it. And my mm-hmm. mom was like, I need to go to church more. My, it's changed my mother. My mother, 
is extremely active in our church and she's always loved the Lord, but I feel like her relationship is true and real and it's, um, it's a relationship and it's a consistent thing every day. Um, my husband's mom had a hard time because we were not Catholic, Mm. but she came to terms with it because she watched her grandchildren embrace the Lord and love Mm. the Lord and Mm. saw that their life was just different the way that, than the way that Chris grew up. But basically I taught at the Christian school for 10 years and it was amazing. And Dan Rhoda is the one that got me into camp. So I'm teaching at this little Christian school. Believe me, I so, didn't know why the Lord put me there because it was not enough work for me. These children were wonderful. I came from a classroom of 30 kids, mm. 30 kids every day, inner city. Yeah. And now I've got these little 12 kids in front of me and I'm like, I got to do your theater. I got to do more stuff. <laughs> Uh, so h- how long at Delvin CRC now? Do you know? We have been at Delvin CRC for over 20 years. Let's okay. 22 years now. And Chris, some, hopefully the, you know, I always say the six people that watch this have met Chris. He's, he's come to classes <laughs> as a, as a representative, uh, an elder representative, I think. And, yeah. And yeah, Pastor- he's been, he's, he's been a deacon a couple of times and, yeah. and he's now, he's an elder now. Yeah. So yeah. And that's where he met you at. Yeah. Enjoyed the time. Well, we might have met at um, uh, JD's wedding before classes, but we're getting Delray. I think, yeah. Oh. Yes. Anyways, we're getting we're getting off topic, which I assumed would happen with the two of us in a room, well, <laughs> two different rooms, I guess. To, to, we're starting to get into the camp thing now. So, how do you end up involved at camp? Because, and, and that's where you and I got to know each other. But but tell me how that happened. So I'm so I'm teaching at Delvin Christian Reform at the at Delvin the, the Christian School, yep. and I'm teaching second grade. And I'm really, actually, to be really honest, I'm so content and so grateful. And the Lord put me in a spot where I felt like I was. I mean, I felt like I had, like I was overqualified. I feel like wait, these are wonderful little people. This is not hard for me to teach them. I was used to so much more of a challenge. But what happened to me at that Christian School is my faith became so much more concrete. Mm. I was every day just changing as a teacher. I do believe he prepared me because I eventually left the Christian school and had to go back into the public school. I don't want to say had to, but he opened the door, knew I was going to leave. And now I'm back in the public school system, but I am a different teacher. I've always loved children, but my whole perspective of how I approach everything I do is very much more God-centered. And my kids in my classroom and my public school no, I love Jesus. Mm. And it's a really important part of my life. And I'm not afraid to say it at school. And I'm not afraid to talk about it if it's brought to my attention. So again, when children want to talk about it, I will listen. But back to that, when I was at the Christian school, um, Dan Rhoda had found out that they needed a speaker <laughs> for the Christian camp. Now, I was like maybe seven years in teaching at the um Christian school and really enjoying it and truly growing. I mean, the children were wonderful and the families were fantastic. I, I cannot say anything but wonderful things about my experience there. Uh, but um, I changed and I grew and I was grateful for that. I think he put me there on purpose, maybe not for the school, but for me. And um, Dan Rhoda asked me to be a speaker at Camp Calvin and my kids had never been to camp. So Sam was going to go to camp. His first time would have been and Tony would have been going on to the Badgers. And I was really like going, you want me to be a speaker? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Is it just like teaching? But like at camp? And he goes, yeah. I'm like, okay. And I like kids and I'm very comfortable around them. So I thought, all right. But preparing for that, Zach, my first year preparing for it. Oh, 
it was really, it was very overwhelming. They wanted me to speak nine times. And every time I looked at what I had to speak, I found myself pouring into the Bible constantly, pulling up scripture, trying to figure out how I could make this make sense. So um, it was a big deal to me. And I spent a lot of time preparing and I didn't know what camp was really like. So when I finally got to camp, I had everything I felt I needed as a teacher. I had as many visual things mm. and things I could present. And I wanted to be just as lively as I could. And I felt really ready. But when I got there that first night and they wanted me to speak and I had to start talking and I'm looking at all these kids and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I better not you know, say the wrong thing. I'm like, I'm bringing his word to these, these little people. So it kind of got a little bit like that one moment. I was like a little bit anxious. Mm. Prayers. Cindy comes along, you know, side me and goes, it's going to be okay. I'm like, (laughs) but then after that, after that Sunday night, I just kind of got my groove and I felt like I can do this because I wasn't going into it blindly. I had spent a lot of time reading and deciding what I wanted to talk about. And it really made me pour into the Bible more than I've ever done before. So the fact that they asked me to do that, I'm grateful because it's it's changed the way I look at the Bible. It's changed the way that I get ready for things. And so um, the next year when they asked me to do it again, I was like, can I do this? And I thought, okay, I'll do it again. And um, it was a, not easier. I'm not never going to say it was easy. It was less challenging. But again, I would just look at ministers going, I can't believe you guys do this every week. That's a lot. And to do it well and all we to have make to sure that that's all we have to do in a week though, so it's not so bad. And I only preach like ten times a year, so <laughs> but um but anyhow, then after that I wound up um thinking, okay, my gig is up. And then that's when you were there. And I remember you studying for um seminary. You were such a diligent student. I wasn't in seminary yet, but I was taking summer classes. You were, yeah. That's what you were doing. Like a, and I just remember yeah, yeah. watching you, and you were always just studious, and everybody else was running and swimming, and there's corner. Uh, I didn't good. know because when I when I started at camp, you were the director of the lower ed yeah. half. We call pioneers. So I didn't <laughs> I didn't know you had spoken two years prior. Is this the first time you knew that? Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't know. I that. spoke two. It was, and it was, um, and just imagine I came into a group that was very familiar with themselves yeah. and here I'm coming in and I'm not even familiar. Year after year after year. Yeah. Yeah. But no, everybody, again, everybody was very welcoming. My experience went well. And that's when they asked me to stay as a director. Yeah. So that's how I got the director is that they go, she should be the director. And I'm so like. So that was, my first year was your first year as a director? Yeah. So you did that Maybe for, it was. for what? Seven years? Six years, seven years? No, I did. I did director for thirteen. Oh, then, did you, it for must, a long then time. you must have been director before I started. Yeah, because I was, I was I'm forty. Only 10. Like ten years in. <laughs> you probably were a camper. No, when I, I don't think so. I'm not. I'm not that young. Well, anyways, you tried to quit. Well, you tried to step away from camp, <laughs> as as many people have a couple of years ago, and your daughter Tony filled in with with uh, Jackie Wissy now Molter from our congregation <laughs> and two people filled your job as the uh, the director of the the lower ed side um but but you you weren't able to leave as many have found that's uh easier said it than is hard. God called you back to the ministry of Camp County and and how are you serving now can you share about that now I'm back to um 
my second year as a speaker there. So, <laughs> okay. So here's the deal. It's full when circle. I told you, it is full circle. That is, again, ah, so much I can say. But what happened was when I when I came, when I took that summer off, I really felt it was the right thing to do in my head because where I am in my life, I'm like, am I denying somebody else's opportunity to serve? I mean, am I to, am I to step back and just like see what happens? But I remember when I chose to do that after the week was over and they were coming home, I remember calling John right away going, John, could we just call this a sabbatical? Can I please come back? And he was kind of like, like, well, I've got to bring it to the board, Lisa and C. And I'm like, I said, that's fine. That's fine with me. And so what wound up happening is that he's like, how about you come back as a speaker? I'm like, oh, I'll totally do that. And then I remembered how daunting it is to do that. But again, it, it was a great opportunity to keep me focused and make sure my time is, is worthy. I find that when I'm asked to do something like this, I'm very purposeful then with my morning time. I'm very purposeful with my devotional time. I'm very purposeful about what I listen to on the radio because a lot of things that help me get centered on what I want to say. I love Moody Radio. I'm telling you, Jan, my, oh, that partial woman, I could listen to her all the time. But just people like that, I love to hear different perspectives and how people are addressing it. And so that really helps me. But um, yeah, I did that. But what I liked about being a speaker last year was that I could help Jackie mm. and Tony be pioneer directors. So it was really great to be there and to be a, a piece of help for them. Yeah, like mentoring. So, yeah. yeah. Yes, I do believe that mentoring is a, a very good place for me to be because I just feel like sometimes we have to also let people take on and it's okay to let go of something you've done for well, but come alongside those that God is calling to right. do that. Right. Yeah. Well, this this episode happens to be really timely um, because, <laughs> you know, we've, we tried to get together a couple of weeks and it didn't work out with Zoom issues and whatever, and I'm a, yeah. I'm a bad scheduler. Um, but we, we, by the time, the, the Thursday that this comes out will be a week before registration opens for camp. So it might be fun to talk a little bit about this year and how you're preparing and, and what's going on in, in your mind and your heart and that kind of stuff. And yeah. I can fill in some gaps, too, because I happen to be on the Camp Calvin board. So I love it. Yeah. Well, yes. Oh, my. Well, my thing is that um, I really like what we chose this year. Again, every year the theme, I enjoy it. There's nothing wrong with the themes. This year, um, we're talking about it being he is enough. I prefer because he is enough. Because then you can like front it and you can end it. And so we're basing it on Colossians 1, Colossians 1, 1, 15, and pretty much the supremacy of Christ. Yeah. So people who don't know, fairly recently in the last three years, yeah. the, we, we decided to have a, a five-year rotation on the solas. Um, yes. So we, we did uh, faith alone, grace alone, and then this year's yes. Christ alone. And then uh, we have a, you know, a cooler, trendier theme like he is enough instead of in christ alone uh because that, i guess well, that's too I, and then we have, like i know that we were talking about he is enough but it's like because yeah, 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 he is yeah. enough so i like so that's sent that's that where that as... theme is is born out of and then there's there's six years that that campers can attend but usually we miss a lot of them that first year they're pretty young so for over five years they should get all of the solas through through yeah anyway and i love the direction we went yeah yeah yeah, that's wonderful. So we are going to be in First Colossians one through fifteen. One, um, I'm sorry, fifteen, pretty much fifteen through um, 
25. And it's basically the supremacy of the son of God. And it's basically saying who Christ is and why it's important that we know who Christ is and how basically throughout the week, we're going to talk about why do we follow him is he's the light. He's the door. He's the shepherd. He's the resurrection. Um, we're going to talk about being also a lot of our folks are going to be talking about how you are forgiven. We are free. We are focused and we are flourishing. So when we get together as speakers and also with you and that other nice minister, what is that pastor's name? I like him. Who are you talking about? The the speaker on the badger side? Are you talking about Anthony? No, I know Anthony. I'm talking about the the older gentleman that's with us. That's also he was the pastor. That pastor was. Dave? You talking about Pastor Dave that guy. from the board? Dave Valtor? Like yeah, from from Oostburg, like from Bethel him. OPC. So, Dave and I are. Yeah, so he buddies. very nice, very helpful. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important. So before, like I just want to say, many millions of years ago, when I first did this, I was on my own, and I really didn't have any feedback from anybody else. Yeah. So I remember last year when we first got together and you were the one saying, Lisa, we're going to talk about it. I'm like, really? Well, thank you. Yeah. And then this year, talking about it, it's just, it helps me stay centered on what I need to focus yeah. on. Otherwise, I could go everywhere. Yeah. But I really like the fact that we're picking specific things so that children get an overall concept of what we're trying to address. And so Anthony's will look different than mine, obviously, because he has older older campers. But for my campers, they're going to get that same thing, but it's going to come in a different perspective. Yeah. Same um, same theme, but just anybody who knows that age correct. group knows every year, there's just such crazy maturation that you can't deliver it the same way. So, No, you can't. And then you, you wouldn't want, want to. to. You're one of the few, this is a total aside again. You're one of the few people that my, my sisters before me, you know, I'm the I'm a firstborn, so people meet <laughs> me and then they meet my sisters. Is it is it as big of a letdown to meet me as I imagine it is after meeting my sisters? All right. The fact that I called you the wrong name, literally in front of you, I've known you forever. You will again. That, I, Lisa I calls can't me even Kyle. Say you're, I can't say you're my favorite Flipsy because I'm crazy about your sisters. Hey, how can we be praying for you or the ministry of Camp Calvin uh, over the next couple of months? I guess, you know... Do, my big prayer is making sure I have time to make sure that I make the time to say what I want my message to be. Um, that's a really big prayer request for me because my life gets busy. I have a, um, I work in an after school program for our district as well for our kids who it's good for them to stay after school. So um, I take care of that after school. So my, my hours are very limited. Mm. So when my weekends come and my nighttime comes, I just really need prayer to make sure I stay um, committed to that time I set aside because it's easy for me to go, oh, I'll, I'll work on that later. So me is just to pray just to make sure I, I carve out that time and I stay committed to it. Outside of that, I really, I, I find that when, when I have to do this, I'm really grateful for it. It's, it's kind of not like, a, I don't want to say it's a burden, but it's more like it's there all the time. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like that it's there all the time because then when I look at what I write down, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I think I like that. Again, would not want to be a pastor for a living. There's no way. But it did get me into a book. I'm going to tell you about a book I got. Can I tell you about my favorite book I'm reading Do right it. now? Go for it. Maybe you know this book. Do you know this book? Probably not. Oh, I do. Yeah. Oh, Nabil my Qureshi. gosh. Yeah. Holy kitty cats. I'm not kidding. Tony came home from Japan. She's in Japan teaching. This is my daughter. 
camp. You know, she's not going to be at camp this year. She's still in Japan. She is working um, with a Muslim, this wonderful Muslim that she's become very close to. And her friend, Kelly Bunker, love my Kelly Bunker. She's like going, Tony, this would be a great book for you to be reading because you have this new friendship. And this might help you yeah. understand a piece of that culture. Well, it's a very, it's hard to put the book down. Yeah, It's a very good book. And it's, he just writes so well. Um, but that was something that I started at Christmas. So like Tony's reading it, I'm reading it, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that's a, like, Nabil Qureshi was an an excellent reformed uh, apologist. Uh, another book that might be helpful. James White did a book, uh, Five Things Every Christian Should Know About the Quran or something. I'll find it. Yes. I'll send you a link. Yeah. But I mean, I just I feel like what I'm reading from that text is it's like he knew my Lord, like more than I feel like I know. Mm. It's like he he's just. I'm just like so impressed with that. And it just makes me, it makes me think, oh, it makes me think of, is it, where is it? I was just reading it this morning. About Peter, when we're supposed to not just be doers of the word, mm. but to know the word. And if someone asks you a question, to be able to talk based on what you know. And I feel like that's where I, I feel we all have to step back going, do you really know what you believe? Do you know why you believe it? Or was it just because you went to school and that's how it is? And I, I mean, that's just always what I want kids to understand is that the Bible is something you have to spend time in yeah. a lot and understand it and read it and go back and revisit. And, you know, today I heard the story of the, of the, of the, of the vineyard owner and, you know, the, the last will be first and, and just, it was very, Pastor Tim, love Quayman. Good guy. Uh, it's a very good perspective. Why did you guys talk about that today? Too? We did. We did from from the Gospel of Matthew. Same. I don't know what gospel you guys. Were yes. In, yeah. Wow. I and it was really. I think it's a different and, vineyard and, though because the, we didn't have the last will be first. I think that's an earlier one. No, no. Which one? Not, wait. There's a couple no. vineyard ones. <laughs> there is. There is. Ours was. Ours was the. This they is kept... the one where everybody gets the same amount. Everybody okay. comes at a different yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had that one a couple of weeks ago. We've been doing the parables That's the as one. well. We had the the other vineyard one where they beat up the sun, and Jesus says that one. It's going to be taken no, away from you, Pharisees, and given to somebody else who ex who received the sun. So diff different. But we we had that one recently. So That's why I like doing this because what happens in Classes Wisconsin is. Closer than than people realize. We're a lot alike around this place. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, but it was really yeah. Yes. Oh, back to your point. Back to your <laughs> point. You had you had the parable of the vineyard. Sorry, I interrupted. Yes, and then how it doesn't matter when those people came; they were all going to be given a denarius, and that's that, and that just is a big reflection of our very gracious and loving God. Yeah. And no matter what, He loves us, and and I mean, and that was like. I just like that perspective. They came at five o'clock. They still got what the day wage was because he was just a, a beautiful, gracious, loving, yeah. you know, owner of his vineyard. And that's a reflection of our God. So I don't know. I like you when these young guys like you guys are ministers because I'm just very happy to see that there's a hope in our future. <laughs> just, as long I'm as getting we near have, retirement. As long as we you have You guys Jesus, are like in the heat of it. Now, um, of course there is yeah but it's good to see young men like you strong leaders i like that do well i appreciate uh all you do too in raising up young leaders yes and you are very good at the campfire so plan to be doing that again this year. all right hey thanks for your time
We'll we'll blabber no, on after you. I turn record off, but we've had enough side conversations okay. for somebody to listen into. 